Hello, and welcome back to the human side of learning and talent technology. This is episode five. Five. Can you believe that? That's like a milestone. Our first five. milestone. We've done five. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably say that every five. I'll you know, every five. bring up the fact that it's a milestone. But to me, it's pretty fun that we've done five episodes so far. That's well, good. If we can We're make it through this on the one. Fifth one. Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet. Oh, this this one's this one's gonna be a fun one. We'll definitely make it through it. The, <laughs> the difficulty will be keeping it short. It's Christmas time. It's it's episode five. It's it's the human side of learning and talent technology, and we're back with Chris Bond and Tiffany Faulkner. I'm Bennett Jensen, and today we're going to continue our conversation around fix it or ditch it. Should you fix it? Should you ditch it? I don't know. Let's talk about it. So last, last time we talked about strategy and how strategy impacts pretty much all the decision-making and pre-planning and figuring out where you are. Once you got that figured out, it's time to focus on the technology. If you're fixing it, how do we fix it? What are the tactics and, and different things and mechanisms of actually implementing those strategies into the current technology? Or if you ditch it, what are the new technologies you're going with? How do you go through that process of selecting and, and comparing and investing in a new technology and then implementing it, which is uh, a challenge in and of, it, of itself? Um, and so today, talking about technology, first, Chris, I want to bring it back to you and let you kind of recap the reasons why you may need to fix it or ditch it. What are those reasons we talked about last week? What are the the impacts and how does that then kind of go forward into the technology decision and and the impacts of all the different technology pieces that that Mm -hmm. one one would encounter in this situation? Yeah, no, great, Bennett. Um, Good to be back again. I do like being episode five. It'll be fun to get to 500. Whoa, there you go. Whoa, slow down. <laughs> that's, that's a bold, bold statement, but there here we, we go. go. Let's do it. Um, that's a lot of so, so first, uh, just to summarize from the, the strategy point last week, um, your strategy has got to start with understanding your business challenges and goals, what's driving your business forward, then looking at learning and talent objectives. At that point, you can get to technology. So we're going to assume the strategy work's already done, and that's why we're in technology this week. But I think it's important to go back to what are our three reasons to fix your learning and talent technology? So you're looking for an immediate impact on your business from a financial standpoint or on your people. Uh, Number two, technology is not bad, just might need an adjustment. Uh, And three, you don't have any budget. Uh, so there's no budget to move for technology. So those are three reasons to fix it. Three reasons to ditch it. Uh, organizational frustration. So there's just no way to recover uh, the technology everybody's so frustrated with. You need to make a change. Um, your Second, your current technology does not solve specific business problems. Maybe your organization has changed since you made your initial purchase. Maybe your initial purchase was five or ten years ago and now things have changed you need to make a change and then third and final one is you really need a comprehensive learning and talent technology ecosystem so it's really about building an ecosystem versus buying one particular piece of technology Uh, but i think for me it's always easier to look at the impact from a fix it versus ditch it. Ditch it's a big expensive thing. And when you begin to get into technology side, like our discussion today, it's um, it's significant to go make a switch. 
So maybe let's start with the fixing it side. And Tiffany and Bennett, maybe if y'all got some stories of clients who made that decision to fix technology versus ditching technology. Sure. Yeah, I think um, we've, we've experienced that many times over the years. I think last week I mentioned it's kind of at the core of what we do. Yep. Every client we experience is in some form or fashion of that situation, uh, whether they're completely replacing a system or enhancing a system or building some strategy around current or new systems. Um, but I do have a maybe a specific example on the actual fixing it. So that second Great. point that second point you mentioned, Chris, where technology is not bad, just needs an adjustment. Sure. Um, a couple of years ago, and we're still working with this client on on many other things because it's it's we've really helped them see uh, the potential in the system they have and the in the in the organization and just changing things impacts other things and it's just an evolving process, which is great. Um, but this client came to us. They're a multi-entity organization, so they do a lot of different things. They own construction company, they own um, materials company, they own manufacturing company. So the needs of the business are pretty widely different across the organization. People need different things because people are doing a whole lot of different things. So they came to us with the problem of we're unhappy, the business is unhappy, the organization is doing different things in the system, there's no governance in place, there's no um, real strategy in place across the board, how do we fix this? Mm -hmm. uh, so we went through an optimization process that included um, going through our center of excellence and understanding all the different areas of the system that impact good or bad, uh, mm -hmm. and then going in and creating a plan of action on how each area should be fixed, uh, and identifying priorities, understanding what can be fixed right away, what are some quick wins, what are some easy things to, to really start the momentum, and then what are the things that are going to take some time, some, some months to, to impact. And I think the biggest thing for them was all about user experience. Sure. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, of course, that's custom pages and, and more welcome pages and more ways that users can interact with the system in an easier but effective way. But it's also just about how the organization uses the system and, and kind of creating uh, a different feel for different companies within that organization yeah. um, and customizing a little more to their needs uh, because before they were just, they had one consistent look and feel for the whole mm -hmm. organization, managers or employees or, um, you know, some an or, a person in one organization versus another, and that just wasn't working. So that was a big thing that, that we focused on and it's really made a huge impact on the organization, as well as the governance piece. I mean, they had admins at all these different organizations doing all these different things, stepping on each other's toes and never really knowing or consistently knowing what the strategy was for how the system should impact the overall business. So we helped them kind of build that out and, and better control that within the organization so that there's uh, more, more governance around content, what content's going in the system, what it's called, what the naming conventions are, and, um, and how admins are, are, are making changes in the system and having permissions to, to do so. So, so it, was, it sounds like what you're saying, though, is it wasn't just technology fix. There was also a business mm -hmm. process Absolutely. change yeah. that had to go along with that. So, so when we're talking about fixing here, it's rarely just we're going to fix the technology, yeah. but it's technology plus business process. That was the absolutely. success there. So I, okay. I, yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to... What, uh, our, what one of our VPs has always said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the statistics here, 
I don't know if are, are completely accurate, but I think they're pretty much spot on, in my opinion. 80% of the problem is, is business process, where 20% is licenses, you know, technology mm-hmm. licenses. Even if the, the technology is not working for you, I think it's important to look at those business processes first and make sure that those are in place. And if they are, then yes, it absolutely could be the technology, but mm-hmm. it's typically going to be a blend or even heavier on the, the business process side um, because it's, you know, the technology is the technology. It's it's there. It's And, and there they were on, I'll mention as well, they were on a very well-respected and very well-accredited um, LMS. It's not mm-hmm. like they were on a, you know, an LMS that, that may not have the features and functionalities that meet all different types of sizes of business. They were on a very, very Complex. well-respected LMS system, or they still are. Uh, and so they, they, they knew going into it that, you know, we don't probably need to change, even though there's a bad taste in our employees' mouths about this system. The system should be supporting us. It should be working for us because it works for Fortune 100 companies sure. all, you know, all over the place. So let's, yes, let's focus on fixing the technology, but let's focus on the business process too because you're right, Chris. I think there was, there was definitely yeah. a big blend of, of, uh, of things there. So you brought, brought up that Michaelism of licenses don't solve business problems. Mm-hmm. Licenses don't solve that's business problems. That's what it problems. was, yeah. yeah. Licenses don't solve business problems, yeah. That, that was, that's a pretty genius statement that, that I think is, is key, but the technology can be supportive of solving those business problems as well. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great example um, that hopefully is an encouragement to everybody. Go look at fixing the technology. Mm-hmm. There's ways to begin to do that. So Tiffany, where are some of the where are some of the key areas that you just see generally that that people are having uh, issues with their learning and talent technology that may cause them to say, "Well, I'm going to ditch it and go someplace else." That they can really use that as motivation to go fix what they have. Sure. So I'll start with the perceived issues are that a lot like in, in some what we were just talking about around business process is that the system doesn't meet the business process. But when we really peel back the layers and, and look into it, a lot of times what we find is that they went through implementation and stood up the system. But the system should be evolving. Your business processes evolve, and it doesn't mean you need new technology to meet those processes or those new requirements. You should be you know, expanding inside of your current system or at least evaluating if you can. And so what I find or see a lot that a lot of people are like, we need to leave, is because they maybe haven't kept up with release management. So new features and functions come out. Mm. A lot of the SaaS products, they're there, they're in your system, but if you don't leverage them, nobody really knows that they're there. And in my experience in working with clients, and actually it's one of my favorite things to do, is when you're like, they tell you a problem of what they can't do, and you say, well, hold on, let's take a look. And then you show them that the system does exactly what they're trying to do. They just were unaware because they didn't keep up with it. It's my favorite thing because they're like, this is amazing. How do I get this? And I get to say, you already have it. Great, let's implement it. And so I think that the, a lot of the pro- things are people don't keep up with what's changing in technology. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, technology is going, it, it, it's quickly adapting and changing, not just LMS or, or um, talent platforms, it's everything. We're in, we're, that's just the way the world is. And so if you don't look at your LMS like you do your iPhone or what you expect your your laptop to do tomorrow, if you're not looking at your LMS to change and adjust like that, then you're going to miss things. You're going to miss new features and functions. 
And so then what happens is somebody says, oh, did you know this other vendor over here does this thing or has this bell or this whistle? And you start thinking, well, I actually need that. That's something mm-hmm. that would take our business process to the next level. Where I think that there's a gap is a lot of times clients aren't – I see a lot of times where that that evaluation on the current systems missed because because you're not using it, you don't realize it's there. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, absolutely. So you don't know it's there, but then you still have to go match that back to what are my business challenges sure. and then what, are, what am I trying to do from a learning and talent side mm-hmm. to at least have the conversation to say – okay, this is what I need learning and talent technology to do. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying about the release management piece because, Mm -hmm. yeah, SaaS platforms and SaaS platforms and learning and talent are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, and we see those releases, they they just come very often. I mean, there's one vendor we work with where they do it monthly and another one that they do it quarterly and then another that they do it twice a year. But I look at that release piece, and and I'm going to go equate that back to some technologies that we've worked with that are behind the firewall. Mm -hmm. And and I can think of one group that we worked with where they had not updated their technology, and we worked with them two years ago. So talking Mm -hmm. 2018, they had not upgraded their technology since 2008, and they were wondering why it didn't work. And or why it wasn't worked for the, the business problems had changed, sure. but the technology had not changed, and therefore there wasn't a way to begin to solve that, those problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in that particular case, as we went through and we helped them do significant upgrades in their system to be able to work on the behind the firewall side, they still have the problem of now we got to take the releases, we have to implement, implement them. them. Mm-hmm. You don't have that on the SaaS side, but the the changes in the releases come so fast, it's hard to keep track of all of that and what the benefit is. And sometimes one piece may work with another and another is a standalone. So Tiffany, how do you keep track of all that stuff? I'm gonna go back to a little bit of what Bennett was saying around governance of the system. So um, it's having that process so that you have an intake mechanism or you have a team or you have people that sit in a role that they, they are looking at the release notes. They're evaluating that and mapping that back to what are their business needs. Um, I see a lot of times clients are like, yep, I know the release is coming out. We have vendors that are really great and, and put a lot of time and effort into putting enablement materials out for, for clients to make it easy for them to consume the changes. Mm-hmm. That's not always the problem. The problem is, is they, don't, they don't know how to map it back to their business requirements or they don't have the, the backing from stakeholders to push a major change because the functionality is going to improve the process, but it's a change. And so having that internal backing in the, in the change management team, you know, as part of their governance structure to roll those things out that they're missing, those are, those are gaps. So two things I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. So Bennett, you were talking about, uh, on your example, there's a lot of out of system process work that really needs to be done to help fix the system. Tiffany, you're talking about release management Mm -hmm. and the fact that there's a lot of releases out there that may actually solve business problems that that impact the reason to go fix it Mm -hmm. versus ditch it are there any other areas the two of y'all have experienced that you can say hey here's a place where where 
we see organizations fixing their learning and talent technology that's having a significant impact? I would say a, a lot of places revolve around data um, and, and not necessarily the core functionality of, of the system they're using and, and the data possible or the reporting mm-hmm. functionalities within that, but, but maybe transforming the way that they uh, look at the data uh, as well as building custom ways in the system of, of translating that data or giving access to certain populations of the organization for that data. Uh, I think there are so many decisions made day to day in the technologies around data that if, if the data is not accurate or if organization or if managers or um, you know, floor leaders or, or anyone in the organization that needs to make decisions based off learning or talent data, it's not there, it's not accurate, then, then those are huge issues, obviously. So um, I think there's there's a couple organizations we've worked with as an example where we've built some custom reporting solutions uh, within the technology itself, mm-hmm. within the, the abilities that the technology has um, available to you that really enhance the way decisions were made and, and um, really fix the technology in that regard, um, giving users more access to the data that they need but without putting any burden on the user, right? Kind of presenting it to them in, a, in one or two clicks and saying, this is, this is what you're asking for, this is the data you need to make your decision every day or who to put on the line or who's, a, who's certified to, to work on this machine or whatever that may be, um, but that just overall enhances the experience of the, of the end user, which enhances the experience of the system um, so that they can go about their, their daily job versus spending all night in the system trying to figure out who's you know qualified the next day or why didn't an assignment happen or yeah. mm-hmm. why you know why why didn't this particular person get access to this particular course so it's a really interesting point about it coming back to data because when we think about it it's kind of like your closet and okay. you go, go into on. your closet okay so i'm going to go on on this one so <laughs> we're in the middle we're in the middle of a a remodel at the house and we had to go clean out our closets now this is this is like my closet I had to go in there that it's been in there for 20 years <laughs> and there was stuff in there that my lovely wife was asking me why do you still have that and I, my answer was I, I didn't know I know <laughs> or, or I didn't know that I had that that's in where there. that is that's where that is and you know I think it's you know, all of that data is kind of like what you do walking into a closet that you've been there forever. You don't know, I didn't know I had that data in mm-hmm. there, or, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be keeping that, or it's changed, or it's different, or, oh my gosh, that shirt that I pulled out, I haven't worn that shirt in, in 10 years, or whatever it is, it's just, it's messy, and sometimes you got to go pull all that stuff out, clean it up, and then put it back in, mm-hmm. because once we finally, you know, hopefully get back into our bedroom and sometime in the near future and I load the stuff back in the closet, it's going to be a lot cleaner and neater because I went and changed the way that I'm going to organize. I changed the way that the information's in there. And that's, I think, the same way that we ought to be thinking about data in the system. I think there's a lot of organizations from a fixed standpoint that have never, ever thought about that, right? Never thought about you know, let's go clean the data. And by cleaning the data, all of a sudden, it's going to work better. So I, I love that that analogy that you use because when I was 
first came to Blue Water, um, one of the people that I was I was learning underneath told me it's like moving, right? So great, you can move. You open your closets and you realize everything you have in it. So you either clean out your closet. So in the new house, you've got a clean closet, or you put it all in a box and shove it in the new closet and you bring bring what you had with you. So what you're saying is the same way as are you going to renovate the room or are you just going to buy a whole new house? Mm-hmm. So. Do, I, so, do I take the stuff that's broken right now and move it over to new as broken or am I going to do new that's fixed as opposed to that? Yeah, and to, to continue and maybe beat this analogy a little bit too much, <laughs> but, but I think it made me think of whether you're implementing a new technology or fixing a current technology – you can go clean out the closet, right? And you can, like you said, you can. It's going to be so much better. But if you don't focus on continuing to maintain it and continuing to manage it, it's going to be in that exact same situation mm-hmm. in another twenty years, or with the system in another one or two years. So, it's you know the fixing of the technology is is so key. But how I think a, a good word of of advice or planning is learn how you got in this situation. And then w- during the fixing process, create new ideas and plans of how do we yeah. fix this and then continue to maintain it and grow it without having to Get be in the same system. fixing situation in two or three years that, again. That, that brings me back to, you know, you asked us for some other examples. And I would say a- another thing that I see and hear often from clients um, are, hey, company has been on the LMS for whatever, how many ever years, I'm new in my role, I'm new in my L&D role, or I'm new in my uh, talent management role, and the system is not working. I wasn't here when we made the decisions. I have no idea why, why we're using it like we are, but it is not doing what we need to do. And those, those are our prime, let's dig in, let's go see, because mm-hmm. we know our vendors, we know the, 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 you know, we know many of the LMSs, and most of them are quite robust and can handle some pretty complex or even some super simple processes. And so for us, it's really easy. And this goes back to our core, what, at the core of what we do is I know that the, the system or the technology you have can meet the needs that you just told me it can do. But if you're saying it's not, let's go dig in, peel back. Mm-hmm. Why? And how can we make adjustments to, to drive it there. So I would say a lot of times it's that turnover or that change in the organization, the people in the organization where what was done was previously has been lost and now you're stuck with this thing and you don't know what to do with it. Kind of brings up a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of people that, boy, I'm going to go in, I bought the new technology, I implemented the new technology. How many people do you all see that it's three, four, five years down the road and they've never changed anything in the system from day one that they implemented, mm-hmm. but Set the business it and forget changed. It. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Oh, I like there's that. So many, there's yeah. so many times that we see that they implement, you know, in 2018, 2017, and then we, we, we engage with them again or they, they come to us or, or, or maybe not even to us, but they're in the situation where, man, the system's just not working for us. It's just... We, we just, it, we, there's so many problems. We're not, no, nothing's working. Well, have you done this? Have you enabled this? Did you see that this vendor has, you know, enhanced, completely overhauled this part of the system? Oh, no, we didn't know that. And kind of like Tiffany said earlier, uh, they're, they're, you know, we, well, we haven't really done anything or changed anything since we implemented it three years ago. And it's like, well, 
let's let's digest and unpack that first and figure <laughs> out what what's missing or, or what can be addressed mm-hmm. um, there versus you know let's the blaming the technology right away. Yeah. So you see that a lot too, where oh, it, it we implemented and yes forgot it and now wonder why it doesn't work. So yes, and a lot of the reason is implementation. I don't care what system you have, and and people may try to indicate that implementation is easy, but it's not. It is a disruption on the business. No matter how simple the technology is, it's a major change for the people inside of your organization. And so what I see is we go through these implementation projects and we get to the, we went live, we launched it, and there's, I call it implementation fatigue. Like I've had to make all the decisions. I had to make all the design mm-hmm. calls. I had to do all the testing. Now let's just run the system. Then you you get into the day-to-day and the, and the work it takes to get to steady state and troubleshoot the day-to-day things that happen. And a lot of times there's not a process, there's not a team, there's not even a focus to circle back to, okay, what were the other things that we wanted to do? Or what were the things we said, hey, today we want the system to do this. In two years, I want the system to be doing X, Y, and Z. A lot of times that mechanism is not built into the organization to circle back to that. So you you stopped where you were and you've just tried to continue maintaining it. When sometimes if you put a little effort into evolving it, that it actually takes the burden off of the maintenance. Yep. Oh, boy. I like that word. How do you continuously evolve, Mm -hmm. continuously improve the system as opposed to it's a a steady state since day one Mm -hmm. of being live? Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a struggle. So back to your example earlier, Bennett, um, and this is kind of fun because I'm getting to ask all the questions yeah, this week instead of you. Today. It's a little different today. It's a little different today. So, so that client you talked about, were they one that had we implemented, but we didn't make any changes over time? Absolutely. And, okay. Yeah. And and so then there it's like, what, yeah. what's up with this? Either they didn't make changes over time, or like I said, that they, they were so siloed within the organizations, or so decentralized in the way they were running the system, that maybe there were some admins in, in one part of the organization that were making a couple changes here and there, but that there were others that were just in a rhythm of doing the same thing over and over, and this is working somewhat for now, and we're just going to ride with it and not make any changes, mm-hmm. or turnover. I mean, like Tiffany said, there, there were turnover in admins or, or leaders within those organizations where, you know, it's it's amazing how time, quickly time flies with, you know, as I'm getting older. <laughs> it just goes by so fast, but uh, but no, it's it's real. Like you know, if you have turnover and you hire a new admin that either knows the system or doesn't, if they know the system. Maybe the the curve is a little less, but if they don't know the system, you know, six months or twelve months go by before they're even really comfortable with the actual rhythm of what needs to get done every day. Mm-hmm. So there's twelve months gone of not evolving or adjusting mm-hmm. the system because there's just no chance to do that. There's no ability to to have them doing both because they're they're really consumed with trying to, to manage the day-to-day. Um, but, but yes, we, we definitely saw that uh, and kind of helped clean that up. Um, and, and like I said, build that plan first, go into it strategically first, and then start um, knocking off the, the tasks off the list. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, user experience was a huge thing, but we looked at everything. We mm-hmm. went through and and adjusted so many things, and it was a it was a lengthy process. I would say it was a um, you know three to six month process, but 
that's looking at it holistically, whereas if you're trying to ditch it and, and go to a new system, that's a 12-month process, maybe even more, depending on yeah. the organization. Yeah, so that's a that's a great point. So less time and less expense mm-hmm. as well but to more make impact. that modification. Yeah, I think. But, but a greater quicker impact. impact. Greater yeah. impact. Greater yeah. impact and a quicker impact as well. That That's really good. So, so far I'm hearing a couple of things. We continue to kind of go through this is – got to focus on the business process. You got to mm-hmm. focus on, you know, what additional features or functionality are out there that you really don't know about uh, as a part of that. And then you have to focus on this process of continuous improvement and in order to be able to fix the technology uh, in that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to shift for a second. Yeah, I am asking all the questions today. Sorry about that, Bennett. But no, you're, a good, like you're a good subject matter expert on this. Um, in the, in the three reasons to ditch le- learning technology, um, I'm going to go backwards to fourth. First, need a more comprehensive, uh, this is actually third, more comprehensive learning technology and talent ecosystem. So we're looking for a lot of projects. So one of the reasons that that one is on the list is there are systems that people have purchased that don't have APIs. They don't have the ability to go integrate with other systems or integrate very well other than I can take take HR feed. Mm -hmm. Great. But I can't go integrate with an LXP, a third-party content provider. I can't integrate with an external data warehouse. And those things begin to get into your way. So Mm -hmm. that's number three. Number two, current technology is not serving business problems. So we talked on the last podcast about how we solve business problems how we identify them and then look at the learning and talent objectives. But that really, and Tiffany, you've talked about this before, the reason for this is technology is static, business is dynamic, and if the technology hasn't shifted, the business has shifted, then there's no way to support that. Mm -hmm. The first one, and this is what we see most frequently, and I want to talk about this one a little bit, organizational frustration. You mentioned the client that you said we ended up fixing had organizational frustration, but they got over it and the improvements now have paid off. And so the organizational frustration because of that and change management have begun to disappear. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we've got one story uh, that I know, Bennett, you and I were involved in uh, a lot where we had a client that, that they were, they'd been on product for a couple of years um, they were so organizationally frustrated that the name of the vendor was like an evil word inside the organization. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so worn down that no matter what we tried, what we proposed, what we wanted to do to go fix that, it was never going to change things because the organization had just decided that and when I say organization, I'm not talking to like senior level management. It's down to the employees that they had gotten to a point of we have to change this technology. It's never ever going to work for us, even though the capabilities were there mm-hmm. in that technology. Now they are a prime example of we didn't change anything from day one. Mm-hmm. We just got upset about it, but we didn't make any shifts. And as things got worse, we found alternative solutions that didn't have anything to do with the technology in order to be able to make that work, which all that did was make the problem worse Mm -hmm. and made it bigger 
to the point that it was costing careers, it was costing jobs, it was a miserable, miserable situation. And these were really nice people, and we hated to see that happen. Sure. But they got to the point to where they were so frustrated, frustrated with their current technology, they said, we got to get rid of this thing, and we have to replace it. And I'll give them credit. They tried a couple of times to go through the process of fixing it, but as you know, every time that they went through that process of fixing it, and we went through and did evaluations, they would go back and then they would survey, survey their internal client base, and it didn't matter what we did. Yep. That was kind of done. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, it's like it reminds me of uh, in Lion King when the when the hyenas are running around and saying Mufasa to each other, <laughs> and they get all scared. <laughs> it was like that in that organization. When that vendor's name was brought up, it was, ooh, no, I, I, can't, I can't do that. Um, and, it, and it trickled down all the way to the, the, just the end users and the learners. And, and so even if they went and did a great fix-it project and, and took a year to fix the whole system, there's going to still be that vendor's name in the URL, right? And so the, the, even, you know, they just thought they could not get past that. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they did focus groups. They talked to people. They, I mean, they did their due diligence, and, and they engaged with us several times to, to help with some certain things and, and to strategically plan about it. And they just felt like at the end of the day, they just had to move on because of the organizational frustrations. There was no other way around it. And, that's, and they're in the process of that now. So the, they got Mufasad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, here's things that I never thought I was going to hear on this podcast, which was Mufasa. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now you they, should they probably got expect Mufasa. it. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a new... I that's, think a, that's, that's a new... We need a trademark. Like a well, new, I think Disney probably has that they, trademark. They, they, yeah, they probably do, but that's a new... Uh, I don't know if I can say that either. By, by <laughs> <laughs> hyena, yeah, there was like a bunch of hyena, hyenas running around saying Mufasa and scaring each other. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Um, I, I think the reason I want to bring that up is this is a reality. We know that learning technology and talent technology everywhere, there, there's a portion of the audience that's listening to this or are people that are out there and you know people and they just get frustrated with technology and they're like, to heck with it, I'm gonna go make a major change. And it doesn't just have to be learning and talent technology, yeah. it can be any piece of technology mm-hmm. that you finally get to that level of frustration yep. uh, that you're gonna make a change. I know one of my relatives, for years was using a Samsung phone and he finally broke down and he's like, I can't take this anymore. Everybody else in my family has an iPhone. I'm not compatible with them. I gotta get, I'm frustrated with this and I gotta go over and get an iPhone. It's just a technology thing and but but it's I'll tell you this. Move, uh, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you, <laughs> you, know, you ask him, is it that big a difference? He's man, the change on phones was really really difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. But I had gotten to say he had gotten dissatisfied because um, he couldn't go airdrop with people or share photos sure. and didn't have iMessage. And he probably and came in as a green that. message on your phone. And whenever I get those, I'm just like, Mm-mm, yeah, no, yeah. And I think his, I think his kids were probably <laughs> harassing him about that too. So. Sure. Um, but, but you look at that, and I think that we just have to be – sometimes you get to the point that you have to change. Yep. Um, so I want to point out about the organizational frustration. Like, 
because your organization is frustrated is not the only reason to move. It's more of when you, you come to the realization that you cannot overcome that. And that's the client story that you were just talking about. They, they did try, they did evaluate and came to the realization there was that that was always going to be something that stood in the success in the way of the success of their platform. And change was the only way. The example that you gave, Bennett, was a client who had organizational frustration. They knew that they needed to do something, and they ha- they still had the ability and the runway to 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 keep the technology, but make the change and make the improvement. So, just because your organization is frustrated is not the reason to move. That's the right. sign that you need to go through an evaluation. Yep, absolutely. I think right. I think everything has to start with that evaluation. Mm-hmm. You, you need to do that and break that up into pieces so it's not this overwhelming, you know, and consuming project that you have to go through. But how do we go work through that in elements and say, are there incremental improvements that I can make on the technology? Maybe there's releases. Maybe it's governance. Maybe it's other areas. Um, and, and I think that that's critical. So if you go through the evaluation, you do that, and you do that lining up, what are your business drivers? What are your learning and talent objectives? then you can focus on what the technology looks like. I think you can be successful. You were going to say something. No, yeah, I was just going to say, I think I think you're right, Tiffany. I think organizational frustration is not an immediate reason to say, let's ditch it, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. But it is a starting point. It's a, you got to dissect that frustration, yep. figure out where it's coming from, figure out if it is a surface-level thing or if, like that example Chris was mentioning, if it's trickled all the way down and, and there's literally – Um, you know, just such a bad taste in the organization about the technology, about the name of the technology even, or, or the functionality, or if it's not solving business problems and it, and you fear that it never will, or your, Mm -hmm. or your business has evolved enough to outgrow or, or just go in a different direction than, than yes, it's, that's, that's the frustration that has to lead to that, to, to understand if it's the right move to, to fix it or ditch it. Yep. Cool. Well, the, the one um, on the digit side, the one thing that current technology does not solve business problems, that, that one I think we go back to is a reason to ditch it. That's also going to start with the evaluation yep. because there may be functionality within your current technology that actually solves the business problem you ha- think you have a gap on. Mm-hmm. So sounds to me like everything that we're doing here and looking at, it's got to start with an evaluation, even if you're going to fix it. You have to go evaluate what your business drivers are. What are those business challenges? How's that learn line with learning and talent objectives? Now let's go fix the technology. But there's great stories here yep. about how that's been really, really successful for organizations. Right. And shameless plug here, if you haven't figured it out already, that's what we do. So <laughs> if you're struggling with that, give us a call. Uh, you know, if, if something in this has resonated, you know, we're always here to talk. Whether it is doing a whole project with you or a 30-minute conversation, no charge or anything. We just want to help you out and, and talk through it. We're always here uh, for, for our clients, as we always say. So, Absolutely. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in wrapping up um, this podcast, it's Christmas time. We all love Christmas. Or I love Christmas. I love Christmas. It's the holiday I love, time. I love Christmas. Everyone's celebrating Christmas or other holidays that are going on right now. So happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year as we get closer to that. But I wanted to ask you guys, since it's Christmas time, what's the go-to Christmas carol or your favorite Christmas carol or, or one that you just can't get out of your head? What is it? Tiffany? We're doing this, huh? We're doing it. <laughs> uh, Let's go. Wonder- 
Winter Wonderland. All right. About you, Chris? Oh, I think I'm gonna have to sing. Don't sing. Sing it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Want a plane that loops oh, the oh, loop? Yeah. <laughs> Can you do the voice? I want a hula hoop. Hey, yeah, I, getting, I can't do that anymore. Weird, guys. My voice is too low. <laughs> yeah, that is the. I just went weird. Chipmunks, Chipmunks. Christmas song, man. A I'm one. a little bit older than the do, two of y'all, do, but do, I do. do. Doo-doo. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think my favorite, I'll have to say, because um, I never really understood it, but at the same time, I think it has a deeper meaning, is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> Do we need to work through unpacking that? Maybe for another episode. <laughs> Maybe for an episode. Yeah. No, I love I love that, but um, I think for me, just looking at the you know what Christmas is all about, um, you know, any time during this time of year, here a holy night, and it just is, yeah. it, it just you know, that's a, even that's just a, saying it right now, you kind of get that gets chills. my eyes gets my eyes a little well, or, you yeah. know, well in with some tears. Absolutely, and, you Absolutely. know, candlelight and all that. So, it's a great time of year. We hope you all have a great, uh, you know, Christmas or, or spend some great holiday time with the family. It's been a weird year. We all need it, um, and hopefully, you know, January first, twenty twenty one. We're pandemic free, you know. It's just a 2020 thing, and we'll, we'll move on from all this. Yeah. Boy, wouldn't we'll that be nice? <laughs> yeah. We're really just close. Turn it, it's, it's, turn yeah. it off. It's gone. <laughs> but no, we all hope right. you have a great Christmas, um, and we really enjoy being able to do this, and, and hope you enjoy it as well. And and Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year to everyone. <laughs>